I, I think we've reached this pivotal moment in the humane education movement. We, we really have the, the opportunity collectively to breathe some new life into the field. This is Defender Radio. I'm Michael Howie, and this is Defender Radio, the podcast for wildlife advocates and animal lovers. Humane education is pretty awesome. We can all agree on that, right? But what exactly humane education looks like, how it's delivered, and even what the goals are can be different from person to person and organization to organization. I was very fortunate to get to spend some time with Megan Moon, the executive director of the Humane Education Coalition. This relatively young organization is looking to expand the impact of humane education around the globe by offering resources, research, and more to partners from all walks of life. Megan joined Defender Radio to share the story of the Humane Education Coalition, dive into some of the programs, research, and resources they're developing, and share how people can get involved. Let's start with what humane education is as a concept and then into the coalition. So humane education is a very broad term I have discovered, uh, but sort of can apply to various aspects of life. So how do you define humane education? Yeah, um, humane education has been historically broadly defined um, as the use of education to nurture compassion and respect for living things. And historically, the field's origins are rooted in the kindness to animals ethics specifically. Um, But our current collective work is not uh, as limited in scope. We view humane education through a um, a very holistic lens We believe humane education is an innovative and solutions-driven effort to create a better world for people, animals, and the environment through education. And so humane education has the ability to equip individuals of all ages uh, with the tools they need to think critically about the real world challenges that affect human and non-human animals and the environment, and then to work together to identify creative and impactful solutions, um, ultimately in an effort to create a more compassionate, just, and sustainable world. Um, And because we view humane education through this holistic lens and we envision it as being very comprehensive, it really does encompass many different elements of education. Um, Obviously, environmental ethics and animal protection and human rights and social justice and even critical concepts like media literacy and social and emotional learning and character education and uh, pro-social literacy, because at the core of all of these is uh, values. It's a values-based learning uh, format and style. And humane education takes many different forms. It is not just in the traditional classroom. 
it is very versatile. It can be applied to all types of learning environments and with all ages, not just K through 12. Um, community centers and museums, animal shelters, uh, outdoor learning spaces, many, many venues have integrated humane education into their work. Um, you know, I also think that humane education provides opportunities for individuals to develop uh, values internally. You know, they're processing how they feel about a particular situation or challenge in our world. They develop a sense of responsibility and stewardship and self-esteem by thinking critically and thinking um, systemically to develop solutions, uh, meaningful solutions for our world. And ultimately, it empowers them to make choices that align with their values and to take action uh, as confident and capable citizens. I've always enjoyed the the concept of empowering people to to find solutions or to be able to create solutions or be part of solutions. Um, I think too often in our world, we are telling people, this is the solution, so go do it, fix it. And that leads to a lot of the divisiveness that we end up seeing. Um, so the, the empowerment part really speaks to me. Mm-hmm. And for the Humane Education Coalition, how did this dream come together? Was it sort of a, hey, we should make a coalition of humane educators, conversation over tea, or <laughs> is there maybe a, a greater strategy at play? Great question. You know, I've been working in the field of humane education and nonprofit management for about 13 years. And uh, I noticed some trends and challenges that the organizations I worked with all experienced. Um, Many of the education programs uh, I've worked with had a tendency to sort of operate in a silo, kind of recreating the wheel internally where perhaps that, that wasn't always necessary. And I kept thinking there have to be more effective ways to use resources and to further this field, uh, especially when funding is so limited and competitive for humane education. So a few years ago, I gathered with some uh, a number of educators and nonprofit administrators and Collectively, we felt compelled to find a way to collaborate with other agencies working in this field, and not just here in the United States, but internationally, to see if it's possible for us to further some common goals and potentially achieve a greater impact in the field of humane education. We started asking, what can we do together that we can't do alone or that we could do better if we did it together. And the more we spoke with those working in the field, uh, the more we realized we were not alone in that thinking at all. There were many who shared a very similar vision of advancing the field of humane education collaboratively. And that's how the coalition was born. It it makes a lot of sense when you lay it out that way. Uh, (laughs) That's, And I I see on the website you have a four-pillar approach, which I I enjoy uh, the way it's broken down. Could you talk a bit about that and I think maybe why it's important 
that each of these pillars exists together. Yes, yes. So um, I'll back up just a bit and kind of explain how we created those uh, those four pillars. Sure. The, um, the coalition is, we consider ourselves to be an international alliance for collective impact. And we collaborate with education partner organizations uh, around the world who work in human rights and environmental ethics and animal protection to achieve some common goals and ultimately support their work. We, uh, early in our inception, we chose to develop an extensive feasibility assessment to help us better understand the needs of prospective partner agencies around the world. You know, what are the challenges and barriers they have experienced in their work? Uh, what do they see as the future of humane education? And ultimately, do they see value in a, a global collective impact effort to advance the field? And we received a lot of feedback. Uh, we Over the course of seven months, we contacted 175 organizations working in 31 different countries. And we, we collected information from surveys, focus groups, and uh, interviews, and synthesized that data and extracted some trends. And what we found uh, was that the feedback is really consistent with our own experiences in the field. First and foremost, there is a lack of research that supports humane education and its efficacy. And that is particularly true with things like longitudinal studies that evaluate attitude and behavior changes. Those of us working in the field can say, well, we know this works. You know, we see it on a daily basis. We experience it. But without solid research to support our field, uh, we struggle with building credibility. There are also funding challenges and um, some organizations struggle with getting into their schools or building relationships within their communities. Um, there's a, honestly a lack of professional development opportunities in the field. Uh, we have a few, but we could certainly use additional support there. And uh, many of the organizations we spoke with around the world uh, work in rural and remote communities. So they have very few networking opportunities uh, and they don't know where to go to access valuable resources and teaching tools. And they're doing all of this on a shoestring budget. So um, after you know collecting all of this information and, and learning more about the challenges the organizations are facing, we decided to develop our programs and initiatives internally in response to the needs that we identified. Um, so there, there is a four pillar approach and um, the, within the four pillars, the four pillars kind of uh, capture all that we aim to achieve uh, through our programming. The first one is collaborate, developing a partner network of agencies around the world and then collaborating with them to achieve some groundbreaking initiatives that will support their work. Um, and we're well on our way here. We have 79 partner organizations in 22 countries currently as wow. part of the coalition. Yeah. And it's growing rapidly, which is wonderful. Um, those initiatives that we work on together include 
research, policy, and accessibility. So with accessibility, you know, how do we make humane education more accessible to a worldwide audience? So we offer a resource toolkit on our website um, that has more than 330 resources in all areas and aspects of humane education. And that's been a really valuable tool um, so far for the field. With research, we're starting with creating the first peer-reviewed academic journal uh, specific to the field of humane education. This journal is called the International Journal of Humane Education, and it will be an open access journal that we host on our website. Um, and we believe it will serve as a vehicle for developing the theory and practice of humane education as an academic field. Um, and then additionally, with policy, with our policy initiative, we want to see humane education infused in schools. And so we're working on policy enforcement and accountability measure, measures here in the United States um, with the potential to introduce it in other countries down the road, but focusing currently on states with um, existing policies that incorporate humane education into school standards. There are currently 18 states with some type of policy that mandates elements of humane education to be taught in schools. And from what we gathered during our feasibility assessment, compliance with these mandates may be very inconsistent from state to state. So we want to help really build a comprehensive humane education policy uh, that encourages educators and administrators to incorporate humane education into schooling. And then, so for, <laughs> that was number one, collaborate. Uh, mm -hmm. Pillar two is educate. These are some of our programs that we offer to partner organizations. We want to be able to provide professional development and educational opportunities to support our field. Um, we do have some great public, uh, public, um, let me scratch that. <clears throat> we do have some great professional development opportunities within our field. Uh, and so what we offer is supplemental we're starting with a virtual speaker series called the Humane Summit, and this will be held entirely online. There's no mandatory fee to attend, and we certainly think uh, we will have quite a large turnout uh, to our very first summit, which will be held on February 5th through the 7th of 2019. Uh, it is an opportunity for individuals and experts uh, to convene in an online platform. Uh, there'll be an expert panel and uh, lots of facilitated discussions and plenty of speakers sharing their wisdom and experience with a very large network of educators and practitioners. For the third pillar, Empower, we wanna provide grant funding and consulting to assist our partners with developing humane education programs. So the grants are called Bloom Grants and they are around a thousand US dollars each. And at this point we are prioritizing that the funding be used to 
help build our body of research in the field. So we're focusing on the development of assessment tools and evaluative metrics to help us gather the results we need to and not only ensure that humane education is effective, but share, share its efficacy with a very wide audience, particularly policymakers and funders who, um, who are interested in uh, determining how effective humane education is. With consulting, we've got some great consulting partners involved in the coalition who offer their time at no cost to all of our partners. Uh, many of our partners are just getting started with humane education. They're building their first program. They want to know, how do I make this self-sustaining? How do I build relationships with educators in my region to share my humane education program? Um, wh where do I go to recruit volunteers? How can I secure funding for my program? And so we want to be able to provide that support um, in, as much as possible to our partners. Our fourth pillar is inspire. We want to recognize distinguished contributors to the field of humane education with excellence awards and accreditation. So our excellence awards, we're actually in the process of accepting nominations now for um, organizations that have made a significant contribution to the field of humane education. Each year, we'll, we will give one award away, and uh, anyone can make a nomination um, for the Excellence Award on our website. Uh, the deadline for Excellence Award nominations is August 1st, and we're really excited about the response we've received so far. Many great organizations have been nominated for the award. With accreditation, we're developing some best practices or guidelines for excellence in the field of humane education holistically um, with the goal of creating an accreditation program that will build credibility for partner agencies. You know, when you think about it, most professions these days have some type of accreditation opportunity, and that's especially true in education. Um, we think it's time for you know, as we work to professionalize our field for humane education to have an accreditation program as well. Uh, organizations will be able to use the, the best practices and guidelines we put forward um, for their own use as well as a part of the, the accreditation application process. Uh, and this overall is going to raise the bar of distinction in the field of humane education and help organizations around the world improve their practices so we can ensure what we're teaching is most effective for the learners. It seems like you have a very well-rounded, robust program here. And just looking through, I mean, you've got, you know, when I look at your uh, advisors for the journal uh, and for your board, I see names I recognize um, who are experts in their field. Uh, that I've, some of them I've worked with in the past. And you've got sort of a great starting point, too, on a lot of um, uh, resources, which is always the hard mm -hmm. part for people, I think, is sort of like, yeah, I've got this great idea. Now what? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so even being able to see sort of here's some other things uh, you can do or how you can interact with it. Uh, I, I guess sort of the follow-up is people who want to get involved with this, 
what can they expect? What do they need to do? Uh, and, and how does it sort of then benefit other nonprofits or people in the field of humane education? Mm-hmm. So we do have a growing leadership team of board members and advisors. We now have over 50 individuals engaged in those roles. So individuals can join the coalition in one of those capacities to help us uh, develop and implement our many initiatives and programs to benefit the field overall. Um, Organizations that are interested in joining the coalition simply need to get in touch. Um, Once I have received an email from um, an organization who has expressed interest in getting involved, they'll go through an interviewing process. We'll talk a little bit about their goals and what they would like to what they, what they would like to receive from their partnership with the coalition and how we can support them. And from then, from there, they'll be invited to join the coalition and we'll get them involved in a number of different ways and taking advantage of advantage of some of the benefits of partnership right away. Um, other benefits of partnership beyond having access to the programs and initiatives we talked about today include public relations strategies. We want to support our partners' education efforts. We want to amplify their message as as far and wide as we can. We want to help their programs succeed. We also want to help them improve their practices if necessary. We also have a Facebook group specific to coalition partners. And so partner organization representatives can join that group and use it as a place to network, to ask questions, share stories and ideas, uh, get additional information about any upcoming trainings or events, um, and, and share other special announcements on that platform as well. So it's a great networking tool uh, for partner organizations to stay in touch with one another. Those are some of the ways for them to um, to get involved and get engaged. Um, we are still early in the process of building our coalition. We um, this is our first year of our five year strategic plan, and we have made incredible headway in that in that time. <clears throat> um, but looking forward into the future of the coalition and the future of humane education. Uh, we have to be realistic in that all of these projects are, are large-scale initiatives. They will take a considerable amount of time to develop and implement. And um, in terms of what what lies ahead, uh, you know, I, I think we've reached this pivotal moment in the humane education movement. Um, we we really have the opportunity collectively to breathe some new life into the field, help others understand the interconnectedness of all of the issues that um, that are included in humane education. And we can meaningfully grow the field together. Um, there's a lot of value in the partnership and collaboration model. Um, we can truly advance humane education, not just as an academic field, but as a social movement, because it really is dual purpose. Um, and with, with a large group of individuals involved and engaged and passionate, 
um, about humane education, I think we have the ability to nurture the field with more research to support its efficacy and build credibility to truly create systemic global change in education. To learn more about the Humane Education Coalition, look them up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or find them at hecoalition.org. That's it for now, folks. Until next time, I'm Michael Howie for Defender Radio, reminding you to stay informed and stay strong. Stay strong.